This week, more free life advice, like how to look less chubby and how not to talk to prison inmates. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello, welcome to the Fake Outrage Report. My name is Sandeep Sen. With me, as always, is the instigating Phil Causey. Phil. Uh, yeah, interesting choice of adjective you gave me this week that... Uh that is a little weird. Is that have to do with what you just I just told you a minute ago? Yes, uh, right. Phil happened to get into it. I didn't get with, into it with anybody. Um, this with is the, you're 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 officially not woke. Uh, you've lost all your woke card yeah, with not, this with with this confrontation that you. So had. this is what happened. Uh, I really didn't want to talk about this on the air, but hey, fuck it. Here we are. I come to Williamsburg, Brooklyn, to record this each week with Sandeep, and as I was getting off the train. For those of you who are in New York City, it was the L train, and the L train is crowded 24-7, 365. It could be fucking Christmas at 3 in the morning, and it is standing room only on the L train. It's crazy. And so getting off the train at the Bedford stop, which is always crowded, you know, it's there's a lot of people. There's a lot of commotion, even, even on a Sunday like today. And I go to walk up the staircase to exit the subway station, and as I'm doing it, a, a, a African American gentleman who was also a, a height vertically challenged. I think they're called little people. Some we used to be able to say midgets, but that's a bad word nowadays. It's you know one of those <laughs> words we can't say. But yes, a little person, a dwarf, whatever, whatever the least offensive version of a sh- really short man is. He uh, is one of those was people who you know people do this thing in New York sometimes where they they say something they think is cool and they like back up while they're saying it, you know. And so he backs up into me. Instead of walking up the staircase like literally everybody else on the platform was, he bumps into me. Okay, I didn't see him because he's he's barely up to my goddamn waist. I thought it was like a little kid or something. Mm-hmm. So I was getting ready for like a parent to like scold their kid and like make their kid apologize for walking into me. Uh, but no, it was a, uh, how do I put this nicely, uptown African-American gentleman who bumped into me and he looks up at me as I'm walking up the stairs and he goes, you better watch yourself. Did he did he say it like that? Yeah, he did. It? He said it. He, he said it like that. It was and like you better watch yourself. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. And then he starts mouthing off to his friends, like, "Yeah, look at him. Look at this guy." And he didn't even say saw to me. And they're trying to like talk tough and egg me on and shit as I'm just like walking up the stairs. Were his friends little as well? No, he was the only one. And, and the thing oh, is, okay. like, I didn't want to say anything because, like, here's the thing: if I say anything, this is Brooklyn. Yeah. I am a I'm an employed Caucasian. He's a short black guy. That, that that's yeah, two two types of hate crimes just for looking at him. Okay, right. and so like I'm thinking to myself, like, is this guy fucking serious? He backs into me, runs into me, and then threatens me and wants me to apologize. So did you push him down the stairs? I thought about it because well, also too, I had the high ground because I went up in front of him. I could have just kicked him and it would have dominated into his friends. <laughs> but then that really would have been a hate crime. I mean, you're always going to have the high ground. <laughs> All right, that's enough midget jokes. Let's right. get into a an adult sized human. Welcome our guest to the show, good friend of mine, Lee Paul. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Sandeep? Phil, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Uh, it was the best um, racist uh, midget story I've ever heard in a while. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of all the racist midget stories I've heard, that takes the cake. And um, you know, I I didn't say anything racist, but I did say the word midget one time. I said African American gentleman twice, now three times. Yeah. Okay, I think, I'm not the racist. I, I think here. when white people say African American too much, it makes it more racist. To be honest, <laughs> definitely. With you. 
you know. Well, I can't say any other other eighty seven words for black people because that, then that means I'm you know automatically a, a Trump supporting Oklahoman racist or something. Mm-hmm. Again, we're in Brooklyn. I I I know well how to over censor myself. You know, you got to play it safe when you're when you're in Brooklyn. You should have did uh, your incarnation of white privilege like you do on CFC. Yeah. So next time you meet an angry little black person, that's what you have to do. You have to become white privilege man. Yeah. I should, just, I should just get a, a privilege tattoo on my body. Mm-hmm. So whenever someone calls me out for being racist, I can be like, hey, take a look at this tattoo. Yeah, that's right. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, they'll shut them up. Yeah, just, just <laughs> double down. So Lee Paul, you're, you're kind of one of these guys in the scene that you just grind into a lot of stand up. Because once in a while you have somebody on here who's like on TV and crazy web series, and you just you're just always out there. Like I see you late nights in all different states, drunk, sober, various types of sober, mm. various types of drunk, and other other substances. Mm. You're one of those guys, and you you do a show here in the city called Comedy Carousel. Is that right? Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So if you're in the city and you enjoy this episode and you want to see the uh, continued comedic stylings of Lee Paul, well, what's the situation with uh? Comedy Carousel. Yeah, well, so it's myself, um, Cooper Rigo, um, Paula Detner, and Esteban Tino Romero, and uh, we do a monthly um, sh- produced show, uh, stand up, and we have a video sketch that we that debut on it that we that we shoot as well, and we do a month a weekly podcast. We've been on a slight little hiatus the past couple of weeks because Paula's in Israel, um, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm out. Um, you know, doing that and doing stand-up pretty much every night of the week um, because, uh, you know, I have discovered a long time ago in order to have a career in this industry, you have to be 1,000% completely self-absorbed, and luckily I'm really good at that. You know? Oh, yeah, you kill it at that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, anything else? Like, anything? I haven't even made, like, there's a cat here, and uh, um, I haven't even made direct eye contact with the cat to acknowledge it. Being at the know. cat, once again making the podcast. Mm-hmm. There we go. We no, Lee asked us if the, the cat was mic'd. We should just mic the cat one of these weeks just because it'd be hey, fucking funny. Sandeep, you ever watch, are you a sports guy? Oh, yeah. All right. You ever watch like, uh, you know, when they have uh, baseball games or NFL, when they mic up some of the players, you know? Oh, yeah. Hear mic'd everything? up. You should do that like a little, you should have like the, the cat mic. It would be the, the worst mic'd up of scenario that anyone's ever but But what you, do is you, what you do is you mic the cat like all day when it's just, just like doing its cat things. And then you just do a best of cuts. We go to like, yeah. here's what, what's your cat's name? Bandit. Here's what Bandit was up to today. You know, you put that on there. That, could, I mean, the cats do do well on could, social media. It could be like... Definitely better than I do. Yeah, I mean, think about it. This <laughs> podcast uh, versus if you put up a video of your cat, like, your cat's going to kill it. You know, like, <laughs> we put up... My cat does pee in the toilet, and I just started an Instagram oh, account. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Phil told me. And I just started an Instagram account. I don't want to do it, but we were supposed oh, to. Oh, you have and to. It's, it's the, so I should just put up that. Oh, please do. A video of him. Maybe Band of the Cat should be the mascot for this fucking show. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. All right, sorry. Um, are you ready to get into some outrage? Let's do it. All right, do you want to do... Is it real or fake? Uh, well, we're going to... You decide. So a video entitled 17 Must Know Chubby Girl Clothing Hacks... <laughs> Has caused outrage on Facebook. So uh, we started with offending black people at the beginning of the show, now and and little people. Now we're going to offend women. Let's let's do it. Let's we're going to pretty much just go across the gamut. Yeah, uh, we're going to any anything that you are. Hopefully, will will get you too. But yeah. uh, the video, Lee, you're was, a Jew, right? We'll get you guys later. Hopefully, 
Okay. Oh, uh, I mean, people have already <laughs> taken care of that. Uh, the video is posted on a clothing do-it-yourself group, and it had a lot of um, hacks, like how to hide bra straps, what to do if your pant buttons aren't closing. But what seemed to cause the most outrage was one hack um, that advised women to wrap their midsections in saran wrap to have a better figure. So it shows a woman in a black dress. Like, this whole video is, uh, uh, I, I guess, a, a chubby woman. And she's doing all these hacks to like... It's like a DIY corset, basically. Yeah, exa- you know? that's exactly what it was. Right. And so she she's like, puts a black dress on and is kind of like lumpy and stuff. And then she wraps her midsection in saran wrap. And then she puts the black Wait, dress on. And did, it's, did you say it was a black dress on and she looked lumpy? Yeah. Oh, then she must have really been fat. Because like, that's the cheat. Like, if you're a little fat, like yeah. 10, 15, 20 pounds, you wear black. That's, you know, the cheat to make... You know, yourself look slim, svelte. So if the black dress <laughs> is not getting the job done, you're really fucking fat. Yeah, and then you're in a pickle. How do I handle this? And what? this and this had this gets you out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am glad that we uh, that we were able to quantify a little fat on the show. I, I, I for those of you who didn't catch that, mm-hmm. fifteen twenty, you know, like a little fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but so I think everybody's most of the population is a little fat. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like. Don't you have like that one uh, like shirt that you wear that makes you look the most built? You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And you break it out. And if people first meet you wearing that shirt, they're like, oh, this guy's in shape. But if like Phil or somebody knows you, see, oh, he's wearing his I look built shirt today. Right. Because we know this guy's a fucking slob. Ah. You know? uh, um, so, okay. Yeah. She puts, it, 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 she, then she puts um, mid uh, saran wrap on her midsection. And there's a better figure. It looks like a MacGyvered Spanx is mm-hmm, how I, mm-hmm. a corset, like you said. MacGyvered Spanx. Right. Yeah. So this, it went viral. And as of three days ago, it had 38,000 likes, 11,000 shares, <laughs> and 2,000 comics. That, comments. And, and that it was, was on three YouTube? What was uh, that it, on? it made it on YouTube. What it was, was the it, platform they originally put it, it on? It started on a Facebook group wow. um, for um, a clothing group. Okay. And it was called 17 Must Know Chubby Girl Clothing Hacks. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I the title alone, I can see pissing people off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> see how they said? They said chubby girl. They didn't say fat girl. Right. You know, because, you know, they don't want to alienate, you know, the audience there. Yeah, it's, you're not allowed to say chubby anymore. Now you have to say real woman yeah. or brave or one of those fucking figured, real woman clothing. Yeah, plus yeah. size model. Yeah. You know? It's like it used to be you could just say like, you know, it's like you could say like, oh, you know, like she's fat, but she's got a real pretty face, you know? Right. Like if you notice, like a lot of overweight women have really attractive faces. So it's almost like I don't know if it's like karmatic or because you have all the body fat, it makes your face look more vibrant, you know? Just think about it. If you're like if your face. I know a lot of overweight women with just as terrible faces. As with terrible, else. okay. You can, I'm not saying that you can't have a terrible face and be overweight, but if you do, yeah. then you have more reasons to want to kill yourself, and I get it. Okay. You know? <laughs> yes, you have to develop. See, I'm causing outrage right now. That's what I'm doing. Uh, well, so that, I but you do that all the time anyway, Lee. Yeah, this yeah. is this is part of the course. This for was you. supposed to be for like it was like intended for chubby women. It was by chubby. It wasn't like. A regular woman like talking down to chubby women. It wasn't like Lee being like, "Look, if you're 15 pounds over, you got this piece. Yeah. If you're 20 pounds over, you got this piece." Mm-hmm. It wasn't wasn't like that. Like so, the woman in the film was chubby. She was saying so, how she was right. chubby. She was saying how look, these are the things that I do. So the intent was was somebody who's like, "Hey, I've been through this problem before, ladies who are going through a similar thing. I want to help you." Yes. Isn't that like? 
like what the internet's supposed to be nowadays. Exactly. Like, it was yeah. intended for the audience of chubby women. It was totally non-judgmental. The person was chubby. She was like, she didn't even say anything. It was just to music. She like would kind of illustrate a problem. Like, oh, look, I put this dress over myself and I'm still chubby. And uh, then, ooh, Saran Wrap, and then not chubby. You know, you know, like you have these like videos where it's like there's no sound, but they have a recipe. Someone's making something in fast motion. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, th- but then you know, it go- it goes to people, and then the fucking people on social media are are such nightmares. So one wrote, I, "This is just insulting." Uh, there's another comment, "If this is not the ultimate body shame, the only hack I found useful was the powder on my inner thigh to prevent chafing." Yeah, that's a great hack. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I was a fat when I was younger. I was a fat. We used to weigh two hundred pounds, and when you're, that's one of the number one personal hygiene problem discomforts is mm-hmm. the chafing. When you have that rubbing of the fat of each inner thigh, I believe it's called chub rub, prickly, right? Chub rub, like prickly heat. It's awful. It's like one of the worst things. It's almost like God saying, you need to lose weight. Until you do, you will suffer like the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah, can, and you powder, can answer powder both of them. Do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the tips were, were, were like, if you're chubby, here's how to look less chubby. Is that the overall overarching idea? It was, I mean, it was specifically clothing tips for like things that happen okay. to chubby people. Like, yeah. like one of them, like her pants weren't able to button. Mm-hmm. So she put like a safety know, like pin, a paper clip. She, well, in the pants one, she used the what you know that thing that they use in their hairs, the uh, hair rubber scrunchy. Band? It wasn't a scrunchy because it's not the it wasn't right. big and f- okay. You know, like it was like it's like a rubber band. It's like a hair rubber band. It's black. Yeah, I'm talking about. But you ha- could have like, tie. This is so. This is where we need girls. This is where, yeah, a hair tie. Right. Yeah, a hair tie. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Sure. yeah. We really should have gotten a woman for this topic. She her bra wasn't able to like she like illustrated mm. that her bra wasn't able to like um, buckle, so she used the safety pin on the bra. Hmm. Um. And there was, you know, several tips like that. And uh, all right, so then, I mean, these are the, the these are the example of the post. Great ideas, but this is really necessary. Just be proud of yourself. Beauty, figure, looking perfect is not, and everything. It's yeah, that's not the point of it. This is not the time for five hacks for for really curvy girls that all include ways to alter your appearance towards society's beauty standards. Wow, this is bad. And then, or you can promote to girls and women to love their body. This is just insulting. It's like this is not yeah, for you. This, this is, is not, not a body shaming. Uh, yeah, this is not a body shaming piece. What about the um, plus size ladies who actually were like, "Oh, thanks for the tip. This is great." Like, do we got any of their uh, voices or feedback on there? Uh, you know, the the <laughs> the article didn't talk about their feedback. You know, because of course not. Because why would they right talk about? You know, non-controversy. Right. It's like going on, like, nobody cares about the good Yelp reviews. It's only the shitty ones. Right. You know. Uh, but this is where, this is the, the level that people feel the need to comment mm-hmm. on stuff. It's like, it's for plus-size women. Yeah, yeah, and here's the thing. Not in a, it's like giving them tips on, like, just, you know, just, like, hacking tips for their clothes. And then everyone's like, no, but we society should. It's like, that's Yeah, you the said point. the word chubby, which means you're automatically a body shamer. You see, the problem is in society, this, this speaks to one of the larger issues where people, they only read the headline. Uh-huh. And they don't read anything else. And then they base their entire opinion of something based on just the fucking title. And I think this this sounds like one of those situations a little bit, doesn't it, Sandeep? Because we've seen a few of these where... No, I feel like they did comment on the video itself. I think they did see the video. We can't even say... But then they then they okay. still felt the need. <laughs> yeah, but me, what I'm saying is they were going into the video already looking for things to get offended by. Oh, yeah, probably. They weren't like... 
oh, hey, what's this thing? Oh, maybe it's not for me. They were going in and going, oh, they said the word chubby? Offensive. Let's get them. Everybody. Mob. Assemble. Because yeah. that's fucking how the outrage machine works. And I think it's almost an algorithm to the outrage machine. Like Phil said, <laughs> it's like the word like chubby came up and all yeah. of a sudden, it's like the matrix of anger starts, you know, a distribution network where all of a sudden people's inboxes get flooded like already who are on the list of oversensitive and bored without any purpose in life so they can just pew, start firing away they what do you guys at think at least have the decent at least have the short-sightedness to say if someone not in a group says something about someone in a group right. then they would get upset um and they wouldn't look at it anything further but just right. but now it's now it's like this is a video by a chubby woman for other chubby women mm-hmm. giving her hick, giving her t- and not and saying anything judgmental. She doesn't even talk. She just like you know shows a problem that cl- that she experiences with clothes and then what her hack is. It's fat power. And then it's still now they're getting people are getting involved when fat people are talking to other fat right. people. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, hey guys, just don't <laughs> don't give each other advice. Just yeah. accept yourselves. Uh, thanks. Yeah. That's just not be what ugly, bitter, and lonely. Cause that's how we like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I I definitely uh, I agree with that general general point of view, Sandeep. And is there any more information, or should we should we do a ruling right now? I think this? we can do a ruling. Yeah. How do you feel about this? I mean, I this, I'm I know the, our audience is on the edge of their seat right now. Yeah, like they based go. on this discussion, how yeah. will we vote? How will we vote, Phil? But um, um, I'm definitely going to go legit outrage because okay. I think that oh <laughs> yeah. no, uh, clearly this is fucking this is classic bullshit. Just internet people finding something that is not offensive to yeah. get offended by. I, I and I okay. put this in there because it shows, it shows. But this is it's it's getting worse, guys. It's getting worse now. Like if a black person talks to other black people about like how to not get in trouble with the cops or something. And then everyone's going to be like, no, just to be yourselves. And why would it's like, no, that's not the, that's not what we're trying to do here. Thanks guys. Don't, don't, this is well, our and thing. Here's the thing. And you're right. Because there are probably at least a few people who watch this video who actually saw it and it helped them. They're like, Oh my God, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. That's I, cool. Well, I got 11,000 likes. So I, like, I'm yeah. out, I'm outraged at, uh, no one thought about the saran wrap thing earlier. I mean, that's a great idea. I mean, I think yeah. I'm going to do it when I go home, you know, the next time before I have a hot date, I'm just going to just, just going to layer, layer up my lower gut, my little poncho up here with a little bit of uh, plastic wrap, shrink it up. Kind of like H and M jeans do to your nuts, you know the same thing. But then if you <laughs> if things uh, if things get hot and heavy, that's gonna be quite a thing to explain in the bedroom. Oh, no. like, then he's hold just on. like then he's like a guy who like see just when you lie and like oh uh, I was doing mixed martial arts training. And, oh uh, well, done. you my, really came back. Had there. my ribs bruised, and this is what we do: we wrap them up. You know, yeah, that's brilliant. You got to think. Mm. Come on, work. You know, we're comics. You know, you mm. got to. It's the only thing I'm good at uh, improvising is make people laugh or get laid. It's like survival mode. Like brain's like, you must perform now. You know, that's it. <laughs> if only comics had, most comics had that. They wouldn't become comics because they would have gotten laid. Do, so can I vote on this right here? <laughs> of course. Too? That's of what course. we're going to say. Uh, definitely uh, not legit outrage. Bullshit. Okay. All right. So we got a unanimous ruling. There was, so it was funny a minute ago that you mentioned black people and cops, Sandeep. Uh-huh. It was funny because this next story has to do with correctional officers. 
And once again, I, we didn't have a woman for the first thing, and we don't have anybody uh, who is black or... Are, are you a former inmate of any type, Lee? I've been arrested about half a dozen times. Cool, okay. Whoa! But I have, but I have not... You are one bad Jew. I have not spent... <laughs> I have not spent... Um, he pays full price. I have not spent, uh, like, besides being overnight lockups and drunk tanks, I have not spent, like, j- done jail time. Okay. Why are you getting in so much trouble with the law? Well, that's uh, that's why I'm on the wagon now. You know, I used uh-huh. to, yeah, I used to be a blackout drinker. So you could just oh. imagine being a blackout drinker. In, yeah, your uh, fucking mouth in Miami and <laughs> New York City. And think, look at the shit that I say when I'm sober now. Can you imagine the shit that I was saying with no remorse, no filter, no tact, nothing to like people of authority who have guns, you know, who can use them. I mean. Uh, uh, that's the one thing good about that. I guess I'll say my white privilege probably saved me from many police beatdowns. Okay. For sure. <laughs> now, I did right. get wrestled to the ground at Miccosukee Indian Reservation by a tribal police officer. One of the names. Uh, so I was playing poker at the casinos. I was drunk. I was trying to redeem a falsified voucher for a free room that I had one earlier that had expired. And I had one that was not expired, but I'm such a Jew. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to doctor this up. They'll never know. And I made a huge scene to the counter person. This is the stupid shit that I would get. Like, fucking like, only, you know. Do you think this while you were blacked out drunk, or did you premeditate all of this? No. Um, that one was more of a brownout. Like, <laughs> it wasn't all the way black, you know. It was kind of like there was some, it, it was an there was some memory and some, like, in and out. Um, but I remember getting tackled to the floor by this cop. And um, and I was going around to all the people. I was like, you see what he's doing to me? I didn't do anything. You know, like playing the victim bullshit. Like that guy could have totally like beat me with phone, telephone books. I deserved it. I mean, uh, but, you know, it's good to be. Uh, but he was, a, he was a Native American. He's a Native American. So you, 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 you didn't police, quite have the. Because you understand something. When you go on a reservation. They have their own police force. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's separate. Yeah, they don't yeah, answer to the municipalities. They have their own. Yeah. Yeah, I used to actually work at a casino. Okay. Back in the day, so of I, course I know you a little did. Bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look like a croupier. You know. What's that word mean? A like a blackjack dealer. No, no, I was just at the hotel. But anyway, let's get into yeah. the story here. All right, all right. Sorry, this has sorry. to do with uh, correctional uh, officers. I'm glad you have some expertise, I guess, in the in in the field, Lee. Please uh, continue. So this uh, outrage is mostly on the internet. Uh, because of something, I, I guess it'd be more spread across the great American South here in America, mm-hmm. where there were some social media posts made by some correctional officers that were, uh, let's say, in poor taste. Now, have you guys seen lately on the internet, last couple weeks, people have been doing uh, the feeling cute statuses? Yeah, explain that because I was reading so, the story. Yeah, I'm a little. I was a little when you messaged that. I was a little in the dark. Can okay, you elaborate? So, have you noticed the last few weeks people have posted something where it's like feeling cute might blank 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 today. You know what I mean? And like it's something that they might be doing today. That but is it is it meant to be an edgy thing or? Yeah, yeah. Usually, usually they are. It's like well, like what's an example? Well, like, the original some- one was like I'm feeling cute. I might take this picture down later. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm because I'm feeling cute, but then it evolved into like. But then other there's things. two words after it, like uh, what was it? I need more context. Not, don't know. It's too or... ambiguous. What? Like, give me an example. No, it's feeling cute, might, and then there's something there I don't know yet at okay. the end. Okay, and so like, like for example, like we were like there were a few comedian ones I saw where it was like you know feeling cute might you know go crush an open mic today or you know feeling cute might go eat some chicken nuggets today or something stupid Got like it. that. Okay, but but isn't so, it supposed to be something edgy? 
In some or, cases or, it is, and some okay. it's not. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people are misusing. Yeah. That I'm feeling cute. That's what it. That's my. I'm that's outraged by this. Yeah, that's the concept. I mean, it's is just it's is, just more crap the concept on is taking one. the term "feeling cute" and juxtaposing it with something not uh, not associated with being actually cute. I see. Okay, so like you know, if somebody said "feeling cute," I'm gonna go eat three McDonald's hamburgers. I see. Or so I see. you know, "feeling cute," I'm gonna go say some racial slurs or something. You know, something yeah. like that. I don't know yet. So these correctional officers, which were located in the uh, states of Georgia, Texas, Missouri, and Oklahoma. Oh, and by the way. They were all female officers. <laughs> but this, that's not that important to the story, but it's a little important because I feel like it would have gotten more outrage if it was the other uh, thing. We just know they're female. We don't yeah. know what we don't know. And, and they're putting up little memes of themselves and pictures of themselves saying sort of mean things about their inmates. Some of them, like, for example, they would say, like, feeling cute. Might gas some inmates today. I don't know yet. <laughs> or feeling cute. I might confiscate some contraband. I don't know yet. Another one said... Feeling cute. I might get suspended for justifiable use of force. I don't know yet. <laughs> Just sounds like another day in a job of being a correction officer to me. Yeah. And so they were trying to make jokes out of their job that they considered stressful. And but some of them were actual crimes. Yeah. Right? And that's where the outrage comes from. Is The outrage is like, Jesus Christ, why are you fucking treating your inmates that way? Yeah. Like... I, I might fake, I might I plant some drugs, or wasn't that some of them? Yeah, there was one that said, like, feeling cute, I might plant some drugs on a suspect today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, confiscates one thing, you know. Right. But, you know, implicate somebody in a crime while they're Not already locked cool. up. That's fucked up. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and so that's the thing where the outrage comes from is people are saying that they're making jokes about abusing the authority that they have. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that, that's where the, the outrage came from. And most of the people that were posting about this were people that were part of like various anti-cop groups and activist groups and, and, and a lot of advocates for prison reform and criminal justice reform and, and things of that nature. And so it did get shared a lot. Uh, around the internet and the result of this actually two of the four states did put out statements saying that you know they're they're looking into it and shit oklahoma and texas made statements uh georgia and missouri declined <laughs> as of the uh, recording of this to make any any uh statements mm. oklahoma said that they're monitoring the posts of the officers the employees are reprimanded and uh and that they think corrections is like a super serious matter uh, and Texas said that this is only six of over 25,000 employees and that all of them are currently off duty and are being investigated uh, and that they definitely don't represent the, the, you know, the whole of the prison system. So that they were, they were very proactive about that. Uh, and this topic, uh, I'm a little torn on this, but wh- how do you feel about this, Lee, as somebody who's, uh, you know, gotten foe arrested a few times? Well, well, first of all, Orange is the New Black is one of my favorite shows and, um, you know, as you watch that show, you know, you know that um, all corrections officers um, have to be shady in order to have that job. And they also have the, some of the best mustaches, too, by the way. <laughs> like, you know, you ever play that game like fireman or correction officer based on the mustache, you know? I've never played this game. I've never oh, yeah. heard of it, but it sounds so, wonderful. You know, like Fu Manchu, Handlebar. Is porn star in there, too? Right, different says porn star could be, but, but porn stars have a certain build, like... You know, porn stars will be like, like cut athletic build. Like these guys are like little tanks. You know, then they get. You know what? Sometimes the other game you could play was like uh, corrections officer or inmate. Who's got the most tats? You know, you ever seen like correct? <laughs> you ever seen like that's a guy like yeah, a guy who's like guarding the prisoners is like 
wait a minute, are, are you sure you shouldn't be in here? You know, Mr. Mr. Teardrop, like, are you, you're taking care of the people or... Was there like a role reversal? Did you? Well, you, don't they say that like if most uh, cops and prison guards weren't doing that job, they'd be criminals themselves? Right. So yeah, there definitely is a what, level of shadiness associated with a lot of those jobs. You know, a while back, the NYPD, this was years ago, was on such a, um, uh, a, a push for recruits because nobody was signing up and, and the pay was so terrible and the benefits weren't that great. So they were actually letting non-violent felons apply <laughs> to join the force. I didn't know so if this. You didn't have, if you had a non-violent felon, like you had a felony that you didn't rape somebody or murdered him, you know, then, or like assault. Like so you if you could were just get, like a drug dealer or something, it was totally would, cool. You could be a cop. Or if you like stole cars and shit, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, like, oh, it's non-violent. And it was such a, a I mean, that's changed. That policy is, is no, no longer uh, in effect. But I wonder why not. Are you telling me that car thieves were unable to keep the order in the neighborhood? I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think what happened is, uh, you know, the uh, the benefits that the NYPD offer actually uh, ended up superseding that of being a car thief, you know. For a while, car thieves had much better dental plans, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so as far as the outrage goes on on the the correctional officers and their social media posts, I'm, I'm really torn on this, Sandy. And you, you're looking at me very concerned right now, but... I'm I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, there's this whole uh, we've we've kind of covered this topic of what it's what is appropriate to post about at when you're talking about work, and you know, if you're like in a position of authority, this like I think any any medical professional, any police, any any like prison guard, just shut the fuck up, man. You don't why do you, you don't need to post anything about work, and you definitely don't need to like be cute about it. And uh, I think I think they should be able to fire people for their well, stupid. Social I think media. most you have to people warn, like, dude, don't post any fucking stupid shit on social media unless you're doing some type of entertainment, like you're a comedian or a porn star or something. No, you shouldn't be posting anything. No one wants to see your fucking job. Okay, in general, right? And don't be don't be coy about like if someone's reading it who's who's you know under the power that you assume and you're being flip about it. Um, yeah. It's not okay. I think the doing that like might confiscate some contraband is okay. But when they start saying shit like I'm gonna, I might you know do like an actual crime like plant something on someone or beat someone up. Yeah, no. I, I think you can you can you should get you can and should get fired. Um, everyone should be warned. Don't post shit on social media if you're gonna do it. And if it's if you're just, if you're just being an asshole, and if it can be read as that, read as that, then it's not funny. See, here, here's the thing with with this: is that on one hand, these people are are, are joking about abuses of power, and, and you know, incarceration and the whole prison pipeline thing. It, that is a very serious issue in this country. Uh, but on the other hand, it, uh, some of them that were just joking, and I, I would imagine almost all of them were joking, and because that is what comedic juxtaposition is is when you take something that doesn't fit and you put it with something else so they were saying like oh i'm feeling cute i might you know beat up an inmate or whatever it is it does show a certain level of self-awareness because you know that like they know there's a level of inappropriateness about it associated with doing that so they they feel comfortable enough posting a meme about it because they know they're not actually going to go through with that yeah that being and, and i am a big free speech guy that being said these could be misconstrued as actual direct threats of violence. And so, so that's kind of, that's, is that kind of what you're saying? Like there's a line of what's okay to actually joke about and what's not. 
Yeah, I'm just saying don't there there is a rule and there should be if you're in a position of power don't be flip about that on social media. I, I, I think as yeah. long as social Don't joke about committing crimes yeah. when you're I, in your position of power. Mm-hmm. If I could chime in, I think as long as social media exists, everybody from the, your garbage man to your floors to corrections officer is going to try to be uh entertaining for the sake of followers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty sad in this day and age when there's corrections officers who probably have more followers than actual comedians who have something to say who are funny because that's the, uh, and from a societal standpoint, that's what social media has created. It's enabled everyday schmucks to have a platform, you know? And you look how big reality television has been. It's been the biggest thing the past 20 years. And Sandeep, is it going away? It's not going anywhere. People mm-hmm. eat that shit up. So I, I think that, uh, listen, it, it, it's, it's mad disrespectful to people who are already vulnerable because they're in prison. They screwed up. They made bad decisions. I'm not defending them. Listen, they're there because of what they did, and that's it. But that doesn't mean you got to throw salt to the wound. You know, and, uh, you know, let them be the butt uh, of your jokes, um, especially when some of their butts are actually getting infiltrated. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long way to go for an anal rape. That was great. It, you was, know what? it was a little bit. I, I, I'm with it. I, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> with your teacher, don't be like, I might feel up some kids today. I don't want to just, you know, can't just stick it in there. You know, you got to finger it a little bit. You know? <laughs> hey, doctor, I might fuck up some surgeries today. I don't know. It's like, dude, just. Yeah. And so, because and th- that's the thing, is that the, these these jokes do potentially have consequences for other people. And the thing is, it sucks, because as comics, we're supposed to always be the guys who are like, no, you can joke about anything, you know, fuck you, you stop telling people what they can and can't say. And, like, part of me wants to still say that, but, like, I do understand that when, when somebody else's uh, um, life sort of controls your freedom... You know, and your every day to day, or lack that, thereof. Yeah, or, yeah, or lack thereof. That kind of that shit ain't that funny, and, and so I, I do understand why people are so pissed off about this. I am a little torn because it, it is the, the classic battle of like what's acceptable to joke about and what's not. And, 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 and as somebody who constantly defends people's rights to joke about stuff, it is so hard. But because this is kind of like one of those ones where it's like we might have to actually concede a little on. I, there's an expectation of privacy if you're talking to your friends or if you're yeah. like letting off steam. I, you don't get that when you're on social media. It's literally not, you're not expecting to be private. Yeah. They should just talk to them. Like, you can't post this shit. I, if, as long as everyone's warned that, you know, to watch what you post mm-hmm. on social media, if it's, don't talk about committing crimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At work. And, and I think that, that that is where it hinges for me is the fact that these are things that are illegal and these are things that are potentially violent and hurting others. Uh, and so, I, with a very heavy heart, I have to go legit outrage in this one. <laughs> with a very again, I'm the guy who defends all kind of fucking jokes, but I think that this one, oh, that fucking hurts, man. It does. It Feels heavy hearted, real outrage. That really fucking hurts. Uh, I, we'd like to extend our thoughts and prayers to the Phil Causey family um, <laughs> for his uh, for his heavy heart. Uh, I, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. Uh, I mean, it's definitely. Uh, thought-provoking enough for me to say yeah, it's legitimate outrage, but I'm just I'm not quite convinced. I, I, I'm i going to have to say I'm on the fence, but possibly leaning to falling into outrage. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're kind of both about the same. Falling. I will go real outrage. 
Okay, so you're you're um, definitely more woke than both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very woke. Uh, also, I'm not yelling at black midgets. And um, I didn't yell at him. He yelled at me. I okay. giggled and walked away. Uh, sure, you didn't. Yeah, you just assaulted him. You just physically assaulted. No, here's him. the thing. Did he assaulted not? me, but the thing is, I am so woke that I was I did not feel threatened by him not, just because he's black. And not only did he not and not <laughs> only because he was a midget. And not Shut only up. did not only did he assault him, but he also planted drugs on him too. I was <laughs> hoping he did. To be honest with you, I could use a little. All right, so a legit outrage on that one. assault, there's an equal and opposite reassault. Isn't that the Newton's law of assault? <laughs> now we get to the point where we ask our guest, uh, Lee Paul, is there anything you're currently outraged about that you want actually, to steam the, off a- on? Actually, uh, ironically enough, there is. Uh, it's not ironically. You're in the right place. Yeah, I know. I know. I am right. Uh, but it just happened to be like this particular week that before you even, even asked me to come on the show, um, I had... So I was watching an interview on CNN um, from this guy who lives in Paris. It was the day after the fire of of the Notre Dame Cathedral. And they're interviewing this guy. He's got like a blue scarf on. And he's like uh, been living in Paris for 17 years. And he's, You can tell that from the blue scarf. Well, no, no. He was being That's what they do. In, yeah, right. In but, France. Right. New York. You know, he was, he's, an, he's a former New Yorker. He's, but he moved to Paris. And he's been living there for 17 years. Expat. And, and I see this guy in this blue scarf. So immediately I'm suspicious. And he's like, and, he, and he's like, you know, uh, and I'm thinking like, why are you fucking talking in a French accent? Already, I don't like you because, you you know, this is not, you, you're, you're not French, you know? And he's like, <laughs> you know, it's, I live right behind the cathedral and every day when I go to work, it's, a part of Paris, it's part of the uh, the skyline, and I think uh, that uh, the loss of the steeple from the Parisian skyline is very much like the Twin Towers in New York. Oh God! No. Oh, and I'm like, oh. whoa! Pump what, the brakes what, now, Lee. What? You're you're an old school. Or, so yeah, you're a native New Yorker, right? I mean, I'm a native New Yorker. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in other parts of the United States outside, but you know, I'm from Long Island and wait between oh, Long Island God. Queens. And have lived, been back, and and I was just like, "Are you? Did you just say in your bullshit acquired French accent <laughs> that the loss of the steeple from the skyline was the same thing as three thousand people getting murdered?" I'm like, "There is absolutely nothing, all caps, absolutely nothing in common." With an old church being destroyed by fire and 3,000 people in it being murdered. And that is why... Let me play devil's advocate here. Or in this case, the church's advocate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It, he was, I don't think he was comparing the deaths. I don't think anybody died at the Notre Dame. I no think, one died. I think he was, was comparing no the skyline, the loss of the skyline. Yeah, right? because they also there was also some wine in the church that also blew up with it. So that's that was also made it much more tragic. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. As the French do love their wine. Yes, we um, lost many uh, barrels of uh, of Sauvignon Blanc, and uh, many many baguettes were uh, destroyed. And some Chambord. Yeah. Um, no, but just like this is why the uh, the the French have such a reputation of being elitist assholes. You know, because yeah. of this thing. And this guy's not even legit French. He's an expat, you know? And it's like, I just, it really, really, to me, total legit outrage. Because you don't make a comparison, 
okay? I don't give a shit what you want to say to context. He knows what he was saying, okay? When the Twin Towers went down, it wasn't just an aesthetic thing, like, oh, a statue burned down and it's not there anymore. There was people inside yes. that died very horrifically, right. horrifically. You yeah. know what I mean? And also, after that, people end up dying as a result from the aftermath and the uh, first responders and the cleanup effort. I mean, it's like, do me a favor, like... Think before you speak, you pretentious douchebag. Are you kidding me? Like, really? I wonder if New York is the thing that made him the asshole, and now he's just French. <laughs> but his assholeness was derived, was homegrown. Yeah, he's or like a hybrid. The French turned him into the asshole. Well, no, no, he's a hybrid. He's got he's got the the New York asshole with the French elitism yeah. all melded into one. So he thinks he can say shit like that. Yeah, I I definitely understand people getting pissed off about that, especially people that are either from New York, work downtown, or heaven forbid, lost somebody that day. I mean, that is a, that's a fucked up thing to say. Like, oh, our church caught on fire versus because by the way, did they find a cause? of the uh, Notre Dame thing? Was it arson or was it just like somebody burned too much popcorn? No, no, no. It was not arson. So it was, it was just like an accident. Yeah. It was versus it was, a terrorist attack. It was... It, <laughs> oh, it, 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 it was... They were renovating a church and it was... You know, the funny... Uh, the, because they were trying to fix it up, they ended up fucking it up. You know? So it's like... Yeah, now you they know the old fixing. saying? Like, they don't make it like they used to. Like, leave it the fuck alone. You know what I mean? Leave it alone. Just don't fuck with it. Leave it alone. You know, it's like the, you know, you, you ever hear like Sandy, let sleeping dogs lie. It's all good. It's good. Just leave it alone. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't even really care about that as much as just, I'm still livid over what that guy said. Like, you ever like just want to see somebody just so you can punch him in the face, you know? <laughs> and, and and then every person that sounds like them or acts like them, not even when we're talking racial, we're just talking about attitude, we're talking about voice, you just want to punch them in the face too. It's a long way to go to say you know? that you hate the French, Lee. That's yeah. a long way to go. <laughs> Do we go to end it right about there? I think that's a good place to uh, mm -hmm. end, hating the French and all. Uh, you can listen to us, or not listen to us, you can write us and tell us that you love the French at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Follow us at fakeoutragerept and give us a killer review if you get a second on that there, iTunes. You can follow Lee Paul online at Lee Paul um, underscore comic underscore rockstar on Instagram. Um, and also I will be at Bar None on 13th and 3rd doing stand-up uh, on Thursday, April 25th, 8 o'clock. Oh, this and is will, not going to come out before then. And I will be at Soho. <laughs> I will be at the Soho Playhouse at a secret show. You can slip into my DMs. Don't tell anybody. On uh, Saturday, April 27th. Secrets out. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes. All right. And before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, if um, saran wrap can smooth lumpiness, then we need the opposite of saran wrap to put around our cocks. Nice. Mm. Make Called ribbed lumpy. condoms, Sandeep. So what's the, what's the opposite of saran wrap? Wax paper. Ribbed condoms. Sandpaper. Okay. Sandpaper. All right. That would not be good for the girls, sandpaper condoms. Sand, Bubble sand. wrap. <laughs> yeah. Bubble wrap around your cock. Yes. That's it.